as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope when you were called one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all who is over all and through all and in all. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a portion of our epistle text for this coming Sunday out of Ephesians chapter 4. And it's chapter 4, verses 1 through 6 that I just got done reading. And Paul goes on to, to continue this, um, this calling to uh, understand who we are in Christ uh, and, and how that is to be a humbling thing. And, and eventually talks about the work that is, is called for for pastors to, to build us up, uh, to reach unity in the faith that we might be mature uh, in in our, our faith and our, our love of Christ and of, of God. But these verses 1 through 6 have so much meat to them, so much power in them, that sometimes we skip over them because we hear things like uh, commands telling us of what we need to do. Uh, as a prisoner for the Lord, then, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Okay, so I better do what I'm supposed to do, right? I was visiting with, uh, with someone this, this last week, and, and they were talking about how, uh, you know, there's some days where they wonder, well, God, have I done enough for you today? And I quickly answered, no, probably not. <laughs> uh, the reality is, is that if we focus on this life in, in Christ as something that we're supposed to work towards to try and make ourselves worthy of it, uh, we've already lost. We've completely forgotten what it's about. Uh, whereas here he, he makes the point of first saying that he's a prisoner for the Lord, that, that what he has been doing is that the Lord has been the focus, the, the focal point of his life in all things. And it's ended up that he's in prison because what of what God has called him to do. And it, it fits in, for instance, with the life of someone like Jeremiah who was pushed and called by God to do something and life did not go so well for him to the point that he actually says to God, you tricked me. He gets so mad at God, but then he says, I want to stop preaching and yet it burns inside of me to do so. And so we have Paul here urging you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. Well, what does that mean? It doesn't mean that you go out and you, you well, I better do enough for God. I better make myself worthy of this. I better fulfill uh, the end of uh, Saving Private Ryan, where, where the captain says to, to Private Ryan, earn this. And then at the end of the movie, when he's an old man, sorry, it's, it's an old movie. If you haven't seen it, it's on you. Uh, he, he's begging his wife to tell him, tell me I've been a good man. Tell me I've lived a good life. How punishing that can be. How horrible that can be. But no, here Paul is not tisk tisking us with his finger. But he says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. What he's describing is in part us. Yeah. But in reality, what he's describing is what Christ has done for us. And that then that translate into, translates into our life because 
We have died and our life is hidden with Christ in God, Colossians 3.3. And so the, the calling for us is to know Christ more, to know God more, to know who he is and what he has done and letting that inform our life. Uh, to be completely humble. Well, that was Christ. Humble and gentle, wasn't he? The, the, the fact that apart from clearing out the temple, he was very humble and very gentle in how he handled things. But humble is not something that we strive for. It's not something that we can work for. That's the pride in us talking. That's the sinner in us talking. No, uh, being humble is something that comes to us. It happens upon us. The word usually means be humiliated. It's this position of fighting in a war and losing. Then it says, be patient. How Christ has been patient with us in our sin, bearing with one another in love. Boy, has he ever bared with us in love. He bared the cross in love. He bared the disciples in love in all their stupidity and all their infighting. He bears with the church even now in the times in which we try to go our own way. We try to make ourselves God. We try to make of ourselves a little savior, a little kingdom for us and call it God's kingdom when it really isn't. Whereas if we have been humiliated, if it's something that's come upon us, to be humble is usually someone who has been brought low. And that is where they live. That is where they dwell. Not high and saying, oh, you know, doing the humble brag, it's being brought low and, and, and being willing to be exalted when the time comes, but not seeking it. And with that, then we bear with one another in love because we don't see ourselves as greater than we ought to, as the scriptures tell us. Make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Why? Well, because there is one body and one spirit. There's one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. What he's saying to you, to me, to the Ephesians is, is that there's no room for disloyalty. There's no room for division. That's been a lot of what has been talked about in Ephesians. One of the struggles in Ephesians is trying to figure out what are we supposed to do with all these Gentile Christians and a Jewish Messiah. Uh, one of the struggles in Ephesians is trying to figure out, well, how Jewish do you need to be? How in do you need to be? One of the struggles with Ephesians is trying to live out this life of a Jewish Messiah having saved the world from their sin, being the Lamb of God who has saved the world. And when we start to think about life as one in which we are a prisoner of the Lord and we serve this one God who is Father of us all, God and Father of us all, who is over all and through all and in all, then we start looking at the world in a different way. We start, instead of judging one another for our sins, instead of trying to get a few more notches on our belt, we start to see the world as one in, for which Christ died and begging to try and bring that to our people. Two things happened last night, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, one is I was waiting for a youth group to start. I had a young lady uh, from one of our uh, NA groups come and in tears. Uh, her name was Becca and her son, she's been trying to gain uh, 
custody of him, and she's not been able to for obvious reasons. But he has a major heart problem where he's having to need surgery on his uh, heart, having a new valve put in, and he's a young boy. She's distraught. He's in Texas. She's here in California. And she's begging to be able to have her son back. And I prayed over, prayed for her son. She asked to have him put on our prayer chain, and we're, we're going to put him on our prayer list here. But uh, I could have judged her. But I think with the work that has been done upon me in Christ, with the time that I've spent in my life over the last 20 years, seeing what Christ has done for the world, understanding who Christ is in the gospel, how he comes to free us from our sins, how our sins are the prison that we live in, I looked at her as one for whom Christ died. And I'm hoping I can do that again for the next person and not allow my own pride, my own arrogance, my own stupidity to get in the way of that because I know that's my default. And I walked away from that encounter last night going, well, I gave glory to God because I at least had that one encounter with her. Uh, secondly, we had, uh, we had youth group and had a wonderful visit with a young man on the way for ice cream. And, but we had Bible study last night looking at Philippians. And one of the things that it begins with is Paul saying that I'm confident in this, that God who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. And a video that we're watching to take us through Philippians, the, the presenter says, what God starts, he finishes. And we pray that that would be true, right? I pray for our youth, I pray for our families, I pray for our young people, I pray for our old people, I pray for our church, our community, that the work that God has begun here, long before I've come, I've only been here for a couple of weeks, would be brought to completion in Christ. That this work would be done in us and through us to transform us to be servants. That's all we can see and, and beg for. Let us pray. O God, whose never-failing providence ordereth all things both in heaven and earth, we humbly beseech thee to put away from us all hurtful things and to give us those things which be profitable for us. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A prayer of humbling, asking God to humiliate us that we might be brought low so that he might exalt us through his love. Go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.